Hello, one, hello, one and all, and welcome to Maximum Gold. Nate Maxson here, and our beloved, our beloved host of the show. Here he is, the one and only Mr. David Gold. David, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I can't complain. <clears throat> Other than choking on a piece of shrimp right now. Um, we do all our complaining before we go on the air. Oh, yeah. I, I was like mid-complain sentence when you hit the live button. <laughs> David thinks I'm just trying to get him to shut up. <laughs> well, I want to I want to uh, welcome everybody to Maximum Gold. We have not done an episode in quite some time. Our schedules... Uh, Always conflicting. Um, me with everything with my job and and the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network and David with his job and the asylum and the virtual asylum and the asylumwrestlingstore.com, by the way. Check that out. Um, but we, uh, we do like to get together periodically and discuss something that we both love, and that is professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. I, it doesn't matter if you could sit through... 1995 and 96 WCW and WWF you can watch any wrestling. Yes, yes, you can. A lot of that, a lot of that stuff is uh I like it just because it was what I watched when I was younger. You know, you have a you have an affinity for the things that you watch when you're younger, what you grew up with and everything and that uh 95 oh WCW 95. Oof, we could do 2 hours. Well, you know what? I enjoyed the Dungeon of Doom, but I was probably the only one. <laughs> Uh, it was so silly when Hogan showed up in the dungeon in his tights and ah man, oh, man. but that was so it made it feel so eighties though the way they filmed it and everything yeah yeah so it didn't even feel like hey we're only five years away from two thousand you know mm-hmm. it yeah. felt like oh you're, this is like eighty four again you're literally yes less than a year or a little over a year away from the NWO of just the business being a completely different thing but then within three hundred and sixty five days it's crazy yep. Crazy. Well, what we have decided to do this time around on Maximum Gold is is we're going to do a little something about the modern product. Um, anybody that listens to my shows knows that I am up and down on the modern product. Um, I'm not, I have to say, I'm not a good wrestling fan anymore, David. I'm not like, uh, I'm not like Archie and some of the others that, that, I don't watch everything religiously anymore. I try to. There are weeks, though, where, eh. Screw it, I missed Raw. I don't care, you know. And right. it didn't used to be like that. I used to like if I if I would if I was going to miss Monday Night Raw, it was like the end of the world for me. Um, but not anymore. But I, I do watch enough to to keep up and um, see the talent that's out there and the lack of and some of the things that I think are wrong and some of the things that I think are great. Um, AEW, I would say personally, is firing on all cylinders right now. There's still a lot of stuff I don't particularly care for but a lot of that now is relegated to the shows i don't watch like the youtube shows and stuff so um anyway i don't want to get off on a tangent but (laughs) i know um what we have decided though is we are going to we have each decided to take vince mcmahon has come to us and he said look pal i need you to take the book because that's how he talks now he talks weird but anyway um, and we are both going to book an episode of Monday Night Raw. When I wrote mine um, a couple of weeks ago, it was just after Survivor Series, and uh, I used the the Raw roster, the current Raw roster, and 
I looked I looked it over before we started the show. One of the guys that I have on this show has been released now, but whatever. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> <And> this is- <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Um, a few uh, – I if there was a rule in here that we weren't supposed to use people not just on Raw. Oh, no. You can – I've used you, NXT, you can do SmackDown, it. and then I've had a couple returning. So Okay. You can do whatever you want. That's fine. It's all good there. It's your show. You got the book. Now, I did not put any AEW talent on there or any people that would not show up like CM Punk. I mean, come on. Right, right. be a little realistic here. (laughs) Do you want to go first? Actually, I'll let you go first. Okay. All right. So, I'm a nerd. I even broke this down to, like, times of the segments and how long the matches were and et cetera, et cetera. And thinking realistically – even though I despise the fact that Raw is a three-hour show. I think a wrestling show should be no more than two hours long. Um, But I I went with, okay, if I'm getting the book from Vince McMahon and we're working for NBC or USA or whatever, they want a three-hour show. So I did a three-hour show. So here's how we start. Opening segment, the tag team champions, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle has taken Randy. Actually, Randy Orton has taken Matt Riddle on a trip to Hawaii. So throughout the show, we are going to see Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. I'm sorry, Riddle and Randy Orton hanging out in Hawaii. Uh, They're sitting on the beach. There's a little luau going on. Obviously, Riddle's trying to get Orton to participate in some recreational activities. And then we cut to the arena and... What is her name? Uh, The girl that's... I can't read my own handwriting. Uh, Sonia. Sonia Deville Mm -hmm. comes out and she talks about how, you know, this is going to be a new historic Raw. Things are changing. I'm not doing like the Vince Rousseau thing where I get to come out and and, uh, be an asshole on TV. But about a three-minute segment here and she announces, because if I have to do three hours of Raw, I want to do something... Something different with the first hour. So Sonya announces that she is now in charge of the first hour of Raw. And the first hour of Raw is dedicated to the women of WWE. Oh, nice. Okay. So every single week, the first hour, it's one hour of women's wrestling. And and that's what I'd kind of do. I'd kind of put that division into its own capsule there, you know. And then obviously those the women would still be on the pay-per-views like normal. Um but they get their own hour. We start the hour off with a five-minute match with Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley defeating two locals. We don't use the word jobbers here. Um, then Bianca Belair comes out, talks about Becky Lynch, because like I said, I'm coming out of Survivor Series here. Zelina comes out to talk shit to Bianca and challenge her to a match later on. And then Becky comes out and talk shit about those two, and that the winner can get a shot at the title. That's oh about no, seven Kenny Long about to come out? We're going to have a tag. <laughs> Listen here, Bex, we about to have a tag match, player. With the Undertaker. Oh, he's retired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then I actually am a big fan. I don't know if you are or not. I am actually a big fan of, of Dewdrop as a wrestler. I wish I think, it was her name originally. Oh, absolutely. I t- totally agree. Totally agree. 
Um, but she's, she's awesome and has a lot of potential, but they need to get, they need to nix that name in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, I'm not trying to be rude, but it sounds like Vince went to the restroom and was like, huh, do drop, pal. <laughs> blop, blop. Yeah, blop, blop, do drop, pal. <laughs> I mean, um, no, look, and no offense to her at all. She's great. And maybe that name is good, and maybe it will end up being good later. But right now, no, I'm not down for the right. name. Um. Then, well, I'm going to have her have a good competitive match with Tamina, and Dewdrop goes over that. And then in the main event of the first hour of Raw, the women's segment, it, Bianca Belair goes over Zelina Vega in 14 minutes, and then Becky comes out and attacks Bianca because I am still rolling with that feud. And I am going to get the belt back on Bianca, spoiler alert, because I think as much as I like Becky Lynch, um, I don't think that, Bianca ever should have lost the title yet. She's also not a, I'm not a fan of the heel run. I mean, she was so over as a face and you could have made Bianca the heel and it had a feud for a few months and have mm-hmm. Becky chase the belt and it would have been better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, after, absolutely. But Bianca has so much, ta- so much talent and so much potential to be that star that is, and I'm not saying that Becky and Charlotte are ready to retire yet, but I'm just saying they're getting to the point probably in their careers where you know what happens. As much as as much as huge talents say, I'll be with the WWE forever, movie contracts come up, things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh some of those some of those ladies like like Becky and Charlotte are probably at some point gonna be moving on. And Bianca is definitely to me somebody you want to build your future around as far as the women's division goes. In my humble opinion, she could, would be a great heel. If you mm-hmm. wanted to yeah, down. she was initially in, in NXT, wasn't she? I believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe a tweener. Okay. I'd say she was more like a in-between. The second hour of Raw, I, I have another segment here um, with Randy Orton and Riddle, chilling on the beach in Hawaii. Um, Orton seems a little more relaxed. Um, this sounds a lot like up- and Daniel Bryan. Sounds like what? Team Hell No segment. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Showing the showing the opposites of their personalities. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have a tag team match to start hour number two of Raw. It is Alpha Academy defeating Apollo Crews and General or Colonel or Captain or whatever Aziz in 10 minutes. What and then the W... Not to What's cut that? you off, but what? Oh no, no. Apollo Cruz was—I don't know what happened there, but the dude was like, people were booing him to shreds, and he was doing great. And then he wins the mm-hmm. IC belt, and you have him over the mountain, and then flatten him. It's like, yeah, I don't I, understand it. They do it to so many people so much, you know. They they only let them get so far. And then they push him back down again, and I, I don't understand it. I think it. I think at some point it, it goes to a mentality, and I don't know that it's even necessarily Vince. I don't know. I mean, I'll, they they do say he all has the ultimate say, so I guess you know the blame lies with where the buck stops. But it's it's almost like they don't want anybody to be bigger than the brand. Mm-hmm. They want it. They want it to be WWE. And not, you know, Bobby Lashley is the biggest star or AJ Styles is the biggest star. Because everybody, no matter where they're at on the on the card, 
seems to get so like, you know, with Drew, he was so hot and then they cooled him off. You know, to people yeah. like that. I don't know. It just seems to me that, that everybody gets that treatment. And that's not the way to build a star. You don't get Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock by doing that to people because then the crowd doesn't view them seriously. You know what I mean? They just view them as a piece of the puzzle and not not a, a huge star. And what they did well in the 90s was, in the early 2000s, for example, when Stone Cold, big example, when he wasn't in the main event scene, he was still feuding with, Scott, let's say, Scott Hall, right? Where Rock was feuding mm-hmm. with Hogan. They would still place him in meaningful mid-card feuds to be able to build them back up later on, back into main event. Yes. Yes. Instead so of even if they weren't the main event or the champ, like when Triple H had the belt for a while and The Rock and Austin weren't, they still had meaningful feuds, like Rock went and feuded with Booker T. You know? Right. So, and this isn't this isn't an insult to to D'Lo, but it would be like The Rock being in the main event at WrestleMania, and then he loses the title, and then he gets in some meaningless feud feud with D'Lo Brown for three months. You know, the European not, belt. right? Yeah, knocking him back down again, and <laughs> yeah. and again, that's no that's not a knock to D'Lo. Yeah, I'm just saying that that's I think that's a good example of what <clears throat> what you were trying to say there. Yeah. No, unless so now you were the D- pushing D'Lo to the moon, and then you build D'Lo up, then you put the Rock in a feud with him, then it would make sense. Right. Yeah. The WWE champion Big E out to the ring talks about the fact that he's got a bunch of contenders back there. People been mean mugging him. He's the champion. He's got a lot of great talent. Nipping at his heels. This brings out Kevin Owens, who cuts a promo talking to Big E about wanting the title. But then out comes the former champion, Bobby Lashley. Same deal. Talking about how Owens doesn't deserve a title shot. When's the last time you were in the title picture? AJ Styles and Seth Rollins follow suit. They come out. And Adam Pearce comes out. He's going to top Sonya Deville. That hour of women's wrestling was pretty good. But my main event is going to be a five-way match. And the winner is going to get a shot at Big E. I'm sorry, a four-way match. The winner's going to get a shot at Big E. It's going to be Owens, Lashley, AJ, and Seth. And then Shelton Benjamin comes out. And pretty much to Bobby Lashley's disappointment, asks for to also be in the match. And Adam Pearce adds him, and it is a five-way dance for the number one contendership. Because Nate is going to give Shelton Benjamin the push that Nate thinks Shelton Benjamin's deserved for 20 years. You're going to dye his hair back gold, too? <laughs> he could be the gold standard. That's fine. That's, well, that's all well and good. <laughs> Either way, I'm, st- I'm strapping a rocket to Shelton Benjamin here. Okay. We go back to Randy Orton and Riddle on the beach with the girls now. They're hanging out with the girls on the beach. That's about a two-minute segment. Same deal. Just kind of a little banter going on there. This is getting to a point. And then Finn Balor cuts a promo on the fact that he has a young upstart with a big mouth in the ring tonight. He's going to be having a match with this punk Austin Theory later on. 
This is the guy that was released that I said was on my show. Tazawa actually goes over Drake Maverick in a five-minute match. Just for it's just that's one of those matches you put on so that your commentators can talk about all the other stuff going on. on the show, <laughs> you know, and that's you know what I'm saying though. It's that match where you can kind of recap. This is what has happened. This is what's going to happen. And then there's like one move, and they'll make a comment on that one move, and then they'll move back to what else is happening. And then in an interview later tonight, what's going to happen right. is. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this match, this, yeah. this purpose this match served. By the way, you don't get that in AEW. Uh, they commentate the match that's going on all the time. Yes. They do a very. Well, they have. They have um, that's that's something they definitely have. To, I don't I don't like Excalibur, but yeah. other than that, I think they have a superb announce team in that company. You know, and uh, get well soon, Jim Ross. Yeah, he had his tenth treatment today, I think, or eleventh. So he's already wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he posts every day on his Facebook. Um, I think he. Um, I don't know if he travels with them or what, or if he's, has he been on the, he hasn't been on the show, right? No, he hasn't been on the show. I don't think he's coming back to the show till like the last show of December, I believe is what he said. He'll probably have all his treatments done by then. He's been doing like a treatment, I think almost every day. That's gotta be tiring. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what the different, I don't, I don't know if it makes you as tired or nauseous. I know I can't speak. Thankfully, thank God. But anyone that has mm-hmm. gone through that, I'm sure, because uh, he keeps posting the pictures of them uh, with the machine on his foot or near his foot where the skin yeah. cancer, I guess, is. So it's a good thing they caught it early, though. So Absolutely. The next match, Cedric Alexander loses to Rey Mysterio in 10 minutes. Then Riddle and Randy Orton, they both seem like they're a little um, – how you say uh, to the wind? A little three sheets to the wind here. They're they're hanging out on the pier now, um, and 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 Randy Randy I forgot to say he invited the camera crew because he wanted to document RK Bros vacation in Hawaii, celebrating the fact that they're the tag team champions, et cetera, et cetera. Because um, I always like to put logic in this shit. I hate when there's just a, a camera for no reason. <laughs> You know, why, why, why is there a camera here? I, I like for things to be explained. Just like I hate the fact that I think I brought it up on Reliving the Extreme a couple of weeks ago. But I hate the fact that in, in when you watch WWE, like when they do those backstage segments, everybody's so unnatural. Like, why is the TV screen behind me? But I'm facing the camera. How am I watching the TV? Who watches TV like that? Like it's it's little things like that that bother me. <laughs> anyway, um, the hour three starts here with Finn Balor and Austin Theory. It's a great twenty-two minute match. I'm a big fan of Austin Theory and Finn Balor both, so I think they'd have a great match. Balor goes over hard fought victory, and then he is going to show respect to Austin Theory. You know, and then we do some good old school wrestling here. Finn Balor shows respect to Theory, gives him a handshake. Theory returns it as soon as Balor turns his back. Austin Theory kicks him like right in the ass where the balls are and uh, starts putting the boots to Finn Balor. And I would, I think that I would throw in here 
ultimately, I don't know if I would I would put her out there immediately that night, but I, for some reason, I think it would be cool to have Austin Theory paired up with Tegan Knox. Mm-hmm. I kind of look at them as like a I don't know what do I want to say like a kind of a kind of a kind of a, a nasty you know a nasty mean shitty couple you know what I mean just God these two are terrible but they love each other <laughs> they're terrible people but they love each other essentially Triple H and Stephanie pretty much yeah like a bit of younger version yes um, yeah just like they're they're uh, they've got each other's back you know but. They just are just terrible to everybody else. So we're wrapping up Monday Night Raw, my Monday Night Raw here. And I am, I've taken over the book for Raw, obviously. So at the end of this, I don't know if you saw this coming or not, David, but Randy Orton, he beats up Riddle on the pier. He throws Riddle in the water and he throws those ugly ass tag team titles in the water too. Yeah. And I'm going to let. I'm going to let whoever is booking SmackDown have Matt Riddle. I don't want him. And uh, that's it. <laughs> I mean, we'll probably have a pay-per-view match between Matt Riddle and, and Randy Orton. But I'm going to introduce not only Randy Orton just as a singles and get rid of Matt Riddle, but I'm getting some new tag titles made, too, because those tag team titles are hideous. They yes, look like a watch. They look like a watch. Like, it looks like they're wearing a watch around their waist. Mm-hmm. I hate them. Yeah, me too. And then the final match of the evening, my five-way number one contenders match, Shelton Benjamin, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, and Seth Rollins. 20-minute match. And, of course, in a, again, classic old-school booking, Shelton Benjamin goes over in this match. He's going to get the title shot. And, of course, he has to pin Bobby Lashley to win the match. And there it is. That's my Monday Night Raw. All right. I hope you enjoyed. I hope everybody enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. Um, we will start mine. So I named mine Golden Raw. <laughs> of course. And in little quotations, I put, this is a two-hour Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Great so minds think alike. <laughs> I went back to a two-hour Raw. Well, I'm not done yet. Wait until you hear some of the stuff. Um so, opening scene, the original Raw theme plays from the, the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Then it flips to the Underground Nation Raw theme. Pyro goes off, fans pop, all the lighting has been changed. It's all the original stage. And on the bottom of the Titan Tron, it says WWE.com, bite this. Nice. <laughs> so, it's all changed. It's not Attitude Era because obviously we have to be PG, but... We give it a little attitude mm-hmm. kind of theme. So the announce table is completely empty. No one's at the announce table. So people are shocked. There's no one opening the show. It's real quiet. Theme music plays, and out comes our first special commentator of the night, Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. He grabs the microphone and welcomes the fans for tonight, of course, referencing the city they're in for a cheap pop. And then he goes and of has course. a seat. So for one night, even though Foley hated commentating with Vince in his ear, He's going to have me in his ear, so he decided to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. The next theme hits, and it's the original ECW theme, and out walks Joey Styles. He will also be a guest commentator. 
So I have Mick Foley and Joey Styles as your raw commentators for the night. So I kind of booted away Michael Cole, Lord, for good reason. Um, <laughs> and Joey Styles says, we're ecstatic to be here. And then Mick Foley says, we all hope to have a nice raw. Instead of have a nice day, have a nice raw. Mm-hmm. So Paul Heyman comes walking out on the stage, no theme, with the microphone in his hand. And he says, I am Paul Heyman, and normally I'm in the corner of the tribal chief. But tonight... I'm your Raw General Manager, and tonight I will be making all the matches. But first things first. So the lights cut out for about three minutes because that's how long it takes, right, to to do what I'm about to do. The lights turn back on, and there's an elimination chamber around the ring. Uh-huh. Oh, right? Tonight we will start with an elimination chamber for Roman Reigns' Universal Championship. Boom. So he's already fucking over the guy he's supposed to be in the corner of. Right. Roman is shown backstage pissed off with the Usos. The first team hits and out walks Walter, making his Raw debut. Yay. Second is Tomasa Ciampa. He's still the NXT champion, but he's participating in this match. Your third participant is AJ Styles. Your fourth is Damian Priest. Out comes Reigns. He looks around. As is, you know, what is it called? A lay. He has it on his neck. And he's just waiting. He's like, who's, who's, who am I starting this match with? So lights go out. And then out comes skipping Alexa Bliss. She's skipping just like AJ Lee used to skip. Mm-hmm. And then Bray Wyatt comes out. He returns. But he comes out to the Wyatt family theme. So he's not the fiend anymore, but he's Bray Wyatt. So he's back to what he should have been from the beginning. Correct. And he's got Alexa Bliss who's now more of a sister Abigail. And, and so the order of elimination, Styles gets knocked out first, Damian Priest second, Ciampa third, Bray fourth, Roman Reigns fifth. Walter wins the belt cleanly and ends Roman Reigns' 500-plus day reign mm-hmm. as the universal champion. Done. <laughs> and we put the belt and if you, if you're, Walter. Well, not just that, but if you're going to have somebody beat that reign – and then be the kind of guy you want to possibly break that reign, break that record. Walter's your guy because he is, if you look at Walter, what you think, first of all, badass. Secondly, that's a long-term champion right there. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of Triple H, William Regal, and I, I can't think of the third off the top of my head right now, but there's someone else mixed in there. Mm-hmm. Because he's bigger than Triple H and Regal were, right? So, but he wor- he works he works like Regal, but that's bigger. Flair. Flair would be a good choice too. Yeah, a little flair in there. Yeah. So backstage, we see Paul cornered by the Usos, asking why he betrayed Roman. The tag champions look none too happy. Paul then says, "Well, your tag match is next. Hope you're ready for your opponent." So the Usos go out to the ring begrudgingly, and they're all angry. And then their opponents are Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. Nice. The fans pop huge. This match, of course, goes extended to very back-and-forth action. A guy with a mask comes out and screws the Usos, and Roderick and O'Reilly win the tag belts. So head of the table, and the group is done. They lost all their belts. The guy keeps the mask on, and O'Reilly and... Strong laugh and the undisputed error theme hits and they leave. Yeah, so there who's that third in, person is in, undisputed error back? Intrigue. Ah, 
So Paul's seen backstage and he's talking to Raquel and letting her know she will get her chance. She's back there complaining, uh, you know, since I've been the NXT champion and I lost my belt, I haven't had a chance. So then the screen probes over to Charlotte, who is talking shit about being the Raw champion, right? Now she'll mm-hmm. never lose. Then Becky Lynch walks in. I'll never lose my SmackDown belt. And they argue. So Paul comes pimp walking in. Tonight, I'll be taking away these multiple belts. There should only be one women's belt. And he takes out of a bag a women's winged eagle belt. Nice. And trashes the, the, two ugly SmackDown and Raw women's belts. By the way, the winged eagle belt, my favorite belt of all time. <laughs> yep. And it has a women, a woman perched on top of the eagle. And it's more of like a like a pink color, right? Kind of close to what uh, London Blaze had, but with a winged eagle on it. So he said, "Tonight there will be a four way for it." So Charlotte is out first, Becky comes out second, Raquel Gonzalez comes out third, and the fourth participant is Liv Morgan. So the match is very back and forth, and Liv Morgan wins by pinning Charlotte. So Liv is your first women's champion. Which well is a deserved, good call. long yes. reign, and deserves it. So now you got a new women's belt. So Paul comes out to the ring again. He says, we have one match left tonight. We've had some really exciting action thus far, but I feel like something needs to be brought back that hasn't been valued as much as it should, and it will be tonight's main event. So he pulls out of his bag again the original white intercontinental belt. And says, tonight, Shinsuke Nakamura will be defending his intercontinental belt against this guy. So Shinsuke comes out, and his opponent is Keith Lee. Hmm. Keith Lee comes roaring out of the backstage area. He does his pose on the ramp. And then Paul grabs his mic again and says, that doesn't look like a bear cat to me. (laughs) (laughs) Shinsuke makes his way out. (laughs) <laughs> they battle for about 30 minutes. They have a tremendous match. Keith Lee's about to win. And five guys come running out from the crowd. And they all have NJPW shirts on. You want to guess the five guys? Mm. No, you tell me. <laughs> Okada, Naito, Takagi, Osprey, and Ibushi. David Gold, David Gold uh, threw around the cash to get this show to happen. <laughs> Best of the NJPW hit the ring. They attack Keith Lee as the bell rings. They beat Lee down, and Shinsuke stands over top of him laughing with his IC belt. Shinsuke grabs the mic and says, hey, man, you know, and his voice. Yeah. It looks like the war has begun. The camera pans backstage to Hannah with a shock look on his face. The show ends. Drop the mics. <laughs> so you have uh you have what's that expression that um that AEW uses the uh, the open door policy what do they call it Oh the forbidden uh, door Yes the forbidden door you you knock down the forbidden garage door with that one but a super invasion angle to end the show I like the fact that um I mean you you I I booked my show you rebooted the show, and I dig that, you know. And also, I didn't, I didn't want to cut you off while you were going through it, no, but no, I love no. the idea of Joey and, and Mankind as the tag, as the commentating yeah. team, because 
when they did, excuse me, when they did the 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 um, second ECW uh, pay per view, mm-hmm. I think it was the second one, um, or was it the first one? The the, the I'm talking about the um, the WWE revamp, mm-hmm. um, one night stand. Anyway, whichever one I can't remember off the top of my head, maybe they did both. But I, I, they were so good together. They, you know, they just they work so well off of each other. You can tell they're friends. Oh, Joey was good on um, Raw when they had him on Raw too. Yes, so yes, he like was. He, would, he brings a, a certain style, and he's super excited. He, you know, he reminds me of Mac- Pat McAfee. He's really good, right? Really mm-hmm. excited. Yes. Into the match, and then Foley brings that knowledge, and I can say the moves, and then add my little pops in, and then, you know, Foley was good. He just couldn't deal with the frustration Vince would give him, so that's why he yes. stick around. But yes, I mean, at the end of the day, this, um, this, this, uh, I, I did reboot it, and I used some facets of returns. I know I had. Three returns in one night, then I had an invasion angle in one night, then I changed two belts. I mean, but you could you could keep this going because you gotta think about it. You didn't use half your talent. Right. There's a lot more yeah. folks that can be used. And you kind of mixed in mm-hmm. some NXT folks. You mixed in a couple SmackDown people. You could do the same one raw. I don't think they're really my opinion, it doesn't need to be two sets of belts. Mm-hmm. They don't value the intercontinental belt like they used to. The Intercontinental Belt is supposed to be the belt that you use as the stepping stone to get to the WWF, WWE World Championship. Exactly. I mean, every guy who, or guy, obviously, because there hasn't really been any girl I see chance except China, um, who's probably the only one I can recall. Um, And I think she won it from Eddie Guerrero and Jeff Jarrett. I think she won it twice. Um, Yes. Right? Twice? Yes. Um, Yep. You you list the names. What did Macho Man win first? IC belt. What did Ho- Hogan didn't get in, didn't win the IC belt? I get that. But Ultimate War. What did he get first? IC belt. I mean, Bret Hart, Bret Shawn Hart, Michaels, belt, Shawn Michaels, IC belt, Razor Ramon, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, <laughs> The Rock. I yeah. mean, now Scott Razor Ramon should have won the world title. I mean, he should have had a run. Don't get me wrong. He and I think did Diesel have the IC belt? Maybe. Yes. Yeah, because Diesel was the only man to ever win all three titles within the within the span of a year. He also beat Bob Backlund in like five seconds with a jackknife yeah. carbon. <laughs> what a way to kind of destroy Backlund, even if it was at a live house show. But yeah. um, they just don't – I mean, Shinsuke doesn't defend it that often, which, I mean, I'm not mm. against doing once every couple months defenses as long as you build a story with it. But you're not building the story with it. No. Like, it's like, okay, if Lesnar defended the belt six times a year when he was champ, that's as many times as Hogan would, if, if not less than that. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. he only had six, really four pay-per-views at one point, then six. So, I mean, but you built you built months of stories. Like, months. Like, the Hogan-Andre story went on for months before it hit WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, or... Look at look at Hogan and Savage. They told that story for a full year. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about it, they united at WrestleMania four, 
and they told the story of the 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 mega powers and then the mega powers exploding to WrestleMania 5 literally a whole year telling a story between those two guys you got lust in your eyes yeah yeah <laughs> i still you're looking at her hulk what are you doing let's get and it was <laughs> and it was some of the best shit they ever did it was absolutely amazing and back to kind of back to the titles with the world title the okay if we're if they're going to have two brands it is what it is that's how it has been since the since the WCW was over and etc we've accepted that but i think the best way to handle the world championship was the way they handled it at the beginning of the entire thing the world champion is on both brands yeah. you have one world champion and he's on both brands mm-hmm. um you could even do it where you know, in February, because obviously the Rumble is going to bring WrestleMania, so yeah. the, your your winner of the Rumble is going to face the champion at WrestleMania. But you could even have it where, okay, February is going to be the opportunity for Raw. We're going to have a number one contender from Raw. Then you have your WrestleMania match. Then come May, then you've got your number one contender from from SmackDown. June, it's Raw's month again. You know, and you could throw your money in the bank in there also as kind of a hot potato and, and, and like a surprise kind of thing. But I definitely think one world champion is the way to go. Yep. One world champ, one IC champ. I can understand NXT having its own belts. I get that. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Whatever. Cause it's not, I mean, it's a different brand really. Right. Unless you're going to, I just don't think you need to, I like, I used to like it back when SmackDown and Raw first started. And you, you know, and the fans are excited because they're like, "Oh, I get to see The Rock on SmackDown or The Rock on Raw." You know, and I kind of get they don't want to overwork them. I understand that, but you don't always have to have them wrestle. You can do segments, or you can mm-hmm. you can have the matches on certain cards, and they just make an appearance on the other card. Um, but I don't. I'm not a fan of the double belts. I'm not a fan of the how the belts look. Um, I don't think they have the prestige they used to have. I don't know. They're all glitzy. Like they even yeah. messed up the IC belt. And it's it the looks, only it's belt, we- it's only belt I looking. like is a North American belt. Right. They'll probably mess with that soon. You know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's kind of bad when your best looking belt is on the NXT brand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, it's not even your main. It's not even your main brand. Yeah. Well, I think that a little a little inside baseball, ladies and gentlemen, here in my area, we have storms and uh, stuff rolling in here in West Central Ohio right now. And a few times while you were talking there a little bit ago, David, it started to do the uh, the thing. Show me that my Wi-Fi wasn't great mm-hmm. and all that jazz. And uh, so before we aren't able to give our parting thoughts this week. Let's do that. It has been great to get together with you and do the show. Hopefully we can do more of them more frequently. Um, as uh, Like I said, uh, life just happens to the both of us, everybody. We apologize, but I really enjoy doing this show. I say our next show we should do wrestlers that are like a counterpart. So what I mean is, is like, 80s versus now matchups, like, for example, Andre versus Paul White type deal, where we okay. make matches from who, 
that people that remind us of their predecessor, which isn't necessarily their predecessor, but someone they remind you of, like how Andre, you know, big Paul White reminded you of Andre. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We make like a card, five or six matches or as many as you want, but you make a card of how many and we'll see how many of ours line up. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. That's a good idea. I love it. Um, So that's what we are going to do on the next show. I don't know if real quick you want to let anybody know and do a little uh, summary of what's going on as far as the virtual asylum and the store goes real quick before we sign off. Yeah, sure. We have um, a ton of stuff coming up. Uh, We have Brooke Tessmacher tomorrow, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern on December 11th. We have, um, uh, just in case this is posted later or whatever, Mm Uh, we have Vicky Guerrero tomorrow at a store in New Jersey uh, from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, toy collector store. So make sure you come there. Uh, we'll be at Icons of Wrestling next sa- Saturday, the 18th. We'll have Eric Bischoff and Camille, NWA Women's Champ. Also, we'll be sponsoring Camille Wrestling that night. Uh, and she's facing, oh, God, I can't remember the young lady's name. I feel like shit right now. And she's really good. It'll come to me. Um, then we have, let's see, we have, wow, what do we have after icons? Well, I don't think we have anything scheduled after that on our schedule for uh, until February when we have uh, Camille and Ethan Page at Baltimore Celeb Fest 3. And I believe we'll be at WrestleCon. And I think we have some other stuff lined up, some more virtuals coming up, some big stars, some big guests, and just keep your eyes peeled, uh, asylumwrestlingstore.com to get your orders in. We got some private signings coming up, a couple we can't promote. We do have Jake Hager uh, coming up on the 22nd in Greensboro, where we'll also be attending the AEW show. And then we have a couple private signings that we can't announce or, or talk about that uh, we'll be able to have some items from for you guys. So. And just so everybody, yes, big stuff. As always, the asylum, the virtual asylum, the asylum wrestling store.com. And just so you all know, this is just, just is throwing this out here, out there. Next year, I am, I am making my best effort to come out of my hidey hole and come to those, stop being such a guy that sticks around in the house and come out to some of the asylum events and the cons and stuff. Really looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, like Nick and, and David and and all the guys are like my best friends I've never met in person, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to that. So, well, Mr. Gold, it's been another great edition of the show. I want to thank you for your time and thank everybody for listening here to Maximum Gold on the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network. And if you would like to send us out. Listen to Maximum Gold, brothers. Sorry, I just see you a little Hogan. <laughs> I was expecting Paul Bearer, so <laughs> I was surprised.